is the Cape Podcast, episode 166. Well, hello, everybody. This is the last podcast episode of 2018. Yay! We're hoping everyone's having a great holiday break as we are enjoying some much-needed downtime with our friends and family. So Nancy and I recorded this a couple weeks ago when we were talking about all of the fun things that happened in 2018, and we missed one of the most important debates that happened the entire year, the Yanni versus Laurel debate. I was laughing about it the other day about how could we have forgotten that? It was such a big thing. But um, I'm curious, did you hear Yanni or did you hear Laurel? I actually heard yammy with the M sound, but apparently I'm the only person who gets the M sound. I don't know. What'd you hear? Hop on over to the Lose the Cape podcast and let us know. We're dying to know if you were team Laurel or team Yanni. Actually, got lots of other more important things going on, big debates, important things happening. Um, We hope you are following us on our Lose the Cape page because we've been posting a lot of great content and having some great discussions on the Facebook page. Of course, you can also join our group, which is Your Mom Squad, if you look for it on Facebook, and um, head on over to our show notes at losethecape.com forward slash podcast forward slash 166 to get all of these notes and all of the information that you need to stay on top of what's happening with Lose the Cape. We've got a lot of great things coming to you in 2018. We hope that you've been enjoying our content related to activism and awareness and talking to people that may have different viewpoints than your own and or our own and um, just trying to learn and educate ourselves and be aware of all the madness that is happening around us so that we can make good decisions as we are or I, I shouldn't use the word good but more informed decisions as we are all raising our children in a very different world than the one that's that most of us were raised in. So happy new year to you. We hope you enjoy this episode and we will see you back on the podcast in 2018 for a lot more fun and um, super interesting. I'm really excited at the lineup that we have for uh, January and February and think you're going to love it too. Be sure to review us, leave us notes, share with your BFFs, whatever you want to do. But help us find more people that might be interested in sharing this discussion as well. And if you're listening, Aunt Beth, hey, just wanted to give you a shout out. My one family member who actually listens to my podcast, although she informed me that she does listen to it when she's out combining and it is not combining season in Iowa right now. So it may be six months before she hears this. But to everybody else, Happy New Year and hope your holidays have been wonderful so far. Okay, everybody, this is a different podcast than most of them we have done because it is our year end review. Um, Nancy came on to the podcast with me as a co-host this year. So that's one big thing that happened in 2018. So we've never done a year end review before. Um, but so this will be exciting to see where we go with it. But we were just kind of talking off um off camera, off uh, recording about what a year this has been. Like it's nuts how much stuff has happened this year. It's just unbelievable. I just, it's just hard to believe that all of this happened in one year. I mean, political stuff and like global stuff aside, just in our lives. I mean, Nancy and I have both moved. She moved yeah. across country. I just moved across town. We've both <laughs> 
you know, gone across wherever with our three kids, which is huge in anybody's lives. Um, my father passed away. Uh, we had to travel a long way all the way back to Iowa for that, um, funeral, which was six months later for a lot of reasons, mostly because my oldest sister lives in Thailand and it was a lot to try and do <laughs> so, for her. Um, let's see. Um, I, mean, I did a lot of traveling with conferences and work stuff this year. We published two Lose the Cape books within a four-month period, which was yeah. nuts. I don't know if I'll ever do that again. <laughs> no, we will never do that again. If you have not checked out these two books, by the way, we published in June, we published um, Lose the Cape, Ain't Nothing But a Teen Thing. And that's a book um, with stories and advice from parents who have already been through or are approaching the tween and teen years, um, which was great. And then in um, right before the midterm elections, we published um, Lose the Cape, The Mom's Guide to Becoming Politically, Socially and Politically Engaged. It's a long title. <laughs> and that one you'll probably see us. <laughs> yes, we'll be promoting that one a lot more in 2019. We really rushed to get it out as quickly as we could because we wanted it to be available while the news was uh, hot in the elections were hot in the news cycle. But we didn't. So, so that being, we didn't uh, do much promotion around it at all. So we'll be talking more about that book. But I mean, just on those personal notes, I mean... Yikes! The this, the stuff I'm I'm sitting here. I I got the time, the year in review, um, which I've never purchased before. But it's really kind of cool, actually. And I mean, and when you look at the just the just the front, just the front cover. I mean, you have the wedding of a biracial American woman to a a British prince. So Meghan and oh, Prince Harry. I know that was amazing. (laughs) I know. And she's so like Princess Monroe, our our sweet little princess. I mean, you had the death of Aretha Franklin and John McCain, um, BFF status of our Agent Orange president and the North Korean president, uh, (laughs) Black Panther, the release of Black Panther, which I want to talk about for a second because we were talking about this. We talked about it in our last podcast episode with um, Hava. I'm not sure if it was in the part that that actually made it on air or not, but we were talking about like how cool it was to have um, a black like uh, um, uh, superhero for the first time ever. And we were talking about going out and and seeing. um, I didn't see the movie on release day, but I was at the theater on release day and seeing all the women and the kids and the men decked out in costume and how cool it was. And, And I was talking with my sisters the other day about what a groundbreaking movie this really was, not only with the first black superhero, but with the, um, the amazing roles of power of women in the movie. Uh, I think it's like so good. Well, I mean, it's so good for boys to see that. I mean, let let's be honest. Like, out of my three, I have two girls and a boy, and it's really just my son that's into the superheroes. Mm-hmm. You know? And I feel like that's probably the same for a lot of people. And I think it's so awesome that my son gets to see, you know, women yep. in the superhero roles, and he thinks it's cool. Yeah. And- you know, and it totally makes sense to him. Absolutely. Uh, so, so that, 
Yeah, that was, and it and it was really good. A really good movie too. I still so. haven't seen it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You really ought to. Your kids will love it. You'll love it. It was great. It was great. Um, The hurricanes and the massive flooding again this year, the wildfires that were like nothing else. Uh, uh, Kavanaugh. I mean, the whole, all the, all the, the continued like explosion of Me Too stuff and all of the, um, uh, people that have come forward against Harry Weinstein and continue to come forward against other people. And there's this great... It's just just crazy that there is no industry untouched by the Me Too movement. I mean, it's just like, you know, as women, we know that these men are everywhere, but it's just crazy just like how pervasive it is. Yeah. Like super subtle or really just overt. I mean, it just you know, shocking because you don't like to think about it. It's so true. Oh my gosh. I was reading some of these quotes too. They have these um, memorable quotes of the year and um, they've got one from Natalie Portman. Here are the all male nominees with Ron Howard presenting the award for best director at the Golden Globes on January 7th. And it's, it's been amazing. One of the things I've enjoyed this week is seeing all, I mean, this year is seeing all the women really, really come the women with voices of power, utilizing them and coming forward. Um, although I think we still have some room to grow on that a lot. Um, I think one of the other things started, I mean, we are just getting started. Yeah. But even like using our voices for the right, the right things, I meant to look this up so that I would have the information in there, but do you remember the, um, the girl who was murdered by the homeless guy when she, the black female who was murdered by the homeless guy on the boat? in Oakland? Yes. And, um, you know, that brought up a whole thing about women and their voices and whether or not white women make enough noise when something like that happens to a black woman. And thing was, I mean, if you follow, um, if you follow, um, like the black activists on Instagram, Mm -hmm. I mean, out there every day, raising their voices and trying to highlight the the higher incidence of violence against Black women in yeah. our country and who gets attention and who doesn't get attention. Um, I mean, it just, it, it's frustrating sometimes. It absolutely is frustrating. Um, and it, it's sad to me. And I hope it's something that we, I mean, we are really, really, really passionate about all women using their voices and and sometimes you have to you have to help each other out and i mean right now the reality is whether you believe it or not because of what your life experience has shown you and i will say it always comes down to what your life experience has shown you um but the the reality is that white women have a position to use their voices louder and we haven't been doing such a great job on things that would impact um, other minority women in a more positive way. One thing that I've been learning lately is that even more important than white women using their voice is white white women giving up their platform so that black women or brown women have more spaces to use their voice rather yeah. than white women just speaking up all the time. It's almost better for them to give up their platform and let these women speak for themselves. And how do you do that? 
uh, like you just, I don't know, you just give up space, like and you just stay in the background and support them and push them out there so that, so that we're hearing the voices from black women themselves or from brown women themselves. Yeah. You know, it would be like, um, it would be like if Ellen was interviewing somebody on her show, she has a huge platform mm-hmm. and let her guest do the talking and give her platform to that guest. Yeah. Or, and I was reading something about um, the Me Too movement, movement was originally launched by a black woman. Yeah. But uh, when somebody, and I don't remember the details, I should have looked this up too, but what I saw was basically there was some big event that was, um, that was put together like to honor the Me Too movement and they brought in a white woman as the like keynote or whatever instead of the woman who actually started the thing. Yeah, and that was like frustrating for yeah. a lot of people um, because it kind of became, I think it became like conjoined with the Time's Up Mm-hmm. How at the um, which award ceremony was it? Where people were using the award ceremony to highlight Me Too and Times Up. Yeah, I don't remember. It was one and, of the. And this all happened like this year. I mean, it's like so yes. much stuff has happened. It's hard to remember that all of this stuff happened like earlier this year at the beginning of this year. It feels like a lifetime. It does. And I mean, then we think about all the things that have happened, like all the stuff going on at the border and the separation of families, all of the continued investigation into Trump and the Russian influence and what the heck has been going on within the government and all the like scandals and everything. And then you've got um, the hate crime and the the shooting at the synagogue. Um, then you've sure. got there was a black Baptist church. Um, Did the hits keep on coming? They you know? just, they just, just, yes. You know, and it just. Oh my gosh. And it was just the Florida kids this year, right? Was yeah. that yeah. Yeah. high school? Parkland was this year, wasn't Park, it? Was it? Jeez, it says the targets speak out after a mass shooting in Florida. Students demand change. But was that just, was that just this year? Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just mind-boggling how much stuff has come at us in this one year alone. And Even then, if, if the, let's see, yes, it was. It was February 14th of this, of 2018. That seems insane. It seems like so much and so little have happened since then. And then, like, you know, even after that, even... All those kids from Parkland and the other kids organizing that mass rally and Florida still. Uh-huh. Like not supporting gun control. It's a, it's nuts. It's nuts. But I will say there was a lot of greatness in the 2018 midterm elections when over 20 um, NRA-backed ca- um, candidates were ousted. That's I mean, awesome. It just, it's a long game. You know, things are... And, and it's like these little positive things that like we have to hold on to and remember that none of this is going to change overnight, but all of these are like good signs that things are changing, hopefully. Um, my daughter recently, was she 10, and she finished reading um, a graphic novel version of um, Anne Frank. Oh, wow. And she asked me, you know, the Holocaust is not a new subject for her. I mean, because they learned about it in Hebrew school and stuff, but... I don't think she had ever read anything so explicit. 
and from the point of view of somebody that she could relate to. Mm-hmm. Um, and she asked me, she was like, can this still happen? Is this happening now? And I like really oh. want to be able to tell her, no, it'll never happen again. But, but you can't. That because it is still happening. The genocide is happening all over the world. And mm-hmm. even the things that are happening in our own country, you know, are signs that something could happen if we're not, if we don't put the kibosh on it. And the difference between now and back then is that voices are louder, people are quicker to point out these things as signs of, you know, things going wrong and calling people out and saying that's wrong. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's just, you know, the thing that I hold on to is that we do live in a different time where it's harder for people to get away with doing bad stuff because somebody's always watching you. You would think, but um, Trump has has proven that. Uh, but he, but I he, shouldn't say Trump without, all alone. That whole administration. But without social media, yeah, I think that the damage would be a lot worse. That he would be getting away with a lot more. Yeah, it's very very true. You do get called out a lot, I mean, a lot faster. What if he didn't happen overnight and he only got busted, you know, when they actually broke in to that building? But I'm sure there were tons of stuff happening before then that would have been fine. But because we didn't have social media back then the way we do now, they were able to get that far. Yeah, it's nuts. I haven't even followed most of that stuff because I just can't. Like, it's too... It just makes me angry. So I'm like, I just hope that justice will be served appropriately, that the investigation well, can Michael do their Hall job. Yeah, that's true. That is true. So, so you know, he's not getting away with everything. That's right. Exactly. Um, some of the more amazing things that happened, remember the rescue of the soccer team in Thailand? Uh, yeah. And what an amazing... Oh, like what? That, I mean, I was probably paying so much attention to the bad stuff. So they were, um, they went on a, on a scuba diving trip or cave diving or something and they were in a cave and it got, um, the tides came in and they got stuck and in their attempt to try and find their way out. They wound up like, I think two miles underground in caves and oh they God. had to devise this like, I mean, crazy escape route that took, I want to say something like 14 hours, 12 to 14 hours scuba diving out. Or, I mean, it was nuts. I don't remember all the details. I was just looking at it a little bit ago, but let's see. I mean, they had like this massive, so the 12 boys and their coach escaped from the cave. They had to go through, um, I mean, just six to eight hours for each boy to journey the 2.5 miles. Oh my God. Um, over 90 divers helped. There was loss of one rescue person. Uh, but it was, I mean, this this route that they had to go out was just crazy. And it was very, very, I guess I paid more attention to it because my sister lives in Thailand. So she was keeping us safe. <laughs> uh, but that's like, that's like the baby Jessica story about time. Yes, yes, it was, it was quite, quite, quite. It was one of those moments where you see people coming together from all countries and all nations and you got a chance to um, have a little bit of faith in humanity again. I mean, I think that people, what I always say, when they come to like a human to human level, people show up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People show up. 
Agreed. All right, so tell me some more good thing to happen this year. I need to go out with the bang. All right. So we had awesome, awesome um, Winter Olympics. If you follow the Winter Olympics, I thoroughly enjoyed watching Sean White. I have a little gymnast. Yes. I have a little gymnast. Oh, my gosh. He went, Sean, Sean White won his third gold in the men's half pipe event, and it was so exciting to watch. We loved that. Um, there were some other exciting things happening in sports. <laughs> the gold, the, the gymnastics, like, the gold, right? Sports ball thing. <laughs> we don't watch football or basketball or anything in the house. Oh, gosh. Just into it. We love sports. We watch a lot of sports. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see. I'm just scanning through here. Um, I mean, lots of stuff happening in terms of like, uh just lots of stuff happening big screen thrills let's see oh i just saw yesterday that um um downton abbey is coming to the big screen in 2019 so that was a big 2018 um thing oh my gosh avengers infinity war holy cow you probably haven't seen this if you haven't even seen black panther yet but my kids are really into the Avengers and they're really into superheroes in general. And I tell you what, that's one of the first times that is the first time I don't remember ever sitting in shocked silence at the end of a film thinking that is not the way that just ended. That's not possible. It can't have ended that way. If I hadn't known it was a two part movie, I would have cried. I was so upset by the end of that movie. Yes, the next one comes out, I think, this winter, or I'm sorry, next summer. Um, let's see. But speaking of movies that make you cry, I have to say my favorite movie this year was A Star is Born. I have not seen that one yet, but that's just what's on the page right here. I was gonna, I haven't seen it. I've heard well, it's amazing. My husband was crying at the end. Oh my, wow. I'm not saying he, you know, I'm not saying that he never gets emotional, but I have never seen him cry at a movie because he's like much too pragmatic, you know. <laughs> he like was like getting me say in Yiddish, we say "verklempt." Uh huh. up a little bit, like you get emotional, and he would definitely getting verklempt at the end of the movie. Lady Gaga was so good in this movie. Ah, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I want to see it really well. Um, let's see. We talked about the fact that um, John McCain and Aretha Franklin, oh, two great. That, I, mean, I just loved. Um, and then I George W. Them. Bush, George H. W. Bush, just at the very end. They must have done this. They obviously did this um, printing before he passed away because yeah. that would be a huge um, one. Most, I mean, no matter how you feel about President Bush or anybody i have to say that the most touching moment for me of george bush's funeral with bob dole yeah absolutely having to be helped to give a salute i i got choked up on that one i yeah. got super choked up on that one um yeah. it was it was john mccain's um ceremony actually john mccain's death i was sad to see bush go because he's just a fantastic president but he was an old man and i adored him back in the day um, and just thought he was like their family. It's they're just a good family. Like there weren't scandals. There weren't, you know, they were kind of the, the Bushes and the Obamas. Like you could be very, very polarized by their politics, but they were both good families. Like nobody can really deny that. Right. Um, but McCain, even though like 
I didn't agree much with his politics in the last few years. Um, that one really impacted me because he was a fighter pilot like my dad and like uh, my grandfather, my dad, my mom's dad. And I lost my dad this year. And also um, when um, Bud, um, oh, what was his last name? Bud, I can only, George, Bud, somebody, Day, Bud Day was um, McCain's roommate in the Hanoi, Hilton, Hanoi, Hanoi, Hilton. Um, so anybody who follows any of this kind of stuff, like they were prisoners of wars to get war together. And Bud Day came from Sioux City, Iowa, which is where I'm from originally, where my dad was a pilot. So like all these things were all connected. All that to say, it just made me sadder. Yeah. But um, I mean, the I was talking. Yeah, I mean, it just you know, it just in hindsight you realize you know how impactful these people were. Yeah. I mean. I mean, a lot of things came out when um, George Bush passed away. You know, people, you know, were saying, remember when he did this? Remember when he did uh -huh. that? Negative and positive things. But in the end, all of these people had an impact on our country and yeah. our society that, you know, that can't be undone. Right. And that has us to where we are now. Right, exactly. So, yeah, you know, it's, it's easy to look back. Yeah, it's easy to look back with rose-colored glasses, and I'll certainly say that not everything done was perfect, but I mean, gosh darn it, and when you sit and look at where we are now, like, <laughs> all of a sudden, everybody else seems like the best president ever. <laughs> but, you Sorry know, to I, all of our Trump fan listeners I, out there. <laughs> I think it's helpful, you know, because when people have these retrospectives, when, like, politicians pass away and stuff and I think it's like a helpful reminder to us that like this period that we're living in now we have been through this before turmoil yeah. is not new no turmoil is definitely not new you know, and we come through it hopefully a better country you know other other um people. exactly other people that that passed away this year Burt Reynolds that made me so sad. <laughs> and then, of course, from the, the mental health perspective, like we continue to see um, famous people commit suicide. Anthony Bourdain um, took his own life. He was famous uh, chef and actor. And then, of course, he was like my crush. Uh, yeah, I didn't I wasn't super familiar with him. But as I did some research on him afterwards, I saw that he was out and about a lot. But then, of course, Kate Spade. And I'm sorry, my dog is going nuts in the background. It's delivery time, and there must be a delivery person out there. Stop. <laughs> um, Kate Spade, just a mother of a 13-year-old. Yeah, that is really sad. I don't really like Kate Spade stuff, but it's just really sad that she... Uh, it's just like you never... And then people say this all the time. It's like you never see anything on the outside. Yep. You know? Yep, that's so that true. Makes it makes it more important to like really listen to people when they talk to you, and if somebody tells you that they're depressed, or somebody tells you, you know, there are signs everywhere. We just have to be willing to look at them. Absolutely. Well, we'd be remiss if we didn't um, if we didn't mention Billy Graham. D you know, 
whatever your uh, religious affiliation, nobody can deny that Billy Graham has had a huge impact in this country. Um, Neil Simon, that's, I forgot about that. I'm just looking through here. <laughs> yeah. He was 91, so it's not like he was a young dude or anything. Yeah. And then uh, Kofi Annan, uh, what is this saying about him? August 18th, at the age of 80 on August 18th, uh, was shocking. Yeah. Even though he was 80, apparently, people didn't, weren't surprised. I remember Kofi Annan very, very well because he was in the UN during um, my most influential years, 1997 to 2006, so... First Lady Barbara Bush. We can't we can't forget that she also passed away this year. I know. I think it's so interesting the way um, spouses will tend to um, pass away within um, within like a few like not a lot of time passes between them, especially spouses that have been together for a long time and are very close. Yeah, um, and Stephen Hawking, of course, big, big, big. Uh, that was a big loss. And then for all of us, we were just talking about the Avengers and all of that. Well, we lost Stan Lee, which was a big, big, big impact on a lot of people who like graphic novels and Spider-Man and all of the Marvel stuff. And oh my gosh what a year lots of lots of things happened lots of things happened personally and i mean it's funny looking back after a year you just it's, this was an exceptionally i don't know maybe it's maybe you feel that way at the end of every year but i feel like in terms of like impact of natural disasters and the number of like key world leaders and and important people who passed away and of course my father passed away which to me it doesn't get more monumental than that um, you know, it was, it was just a, a lot of stuff happening. It's truly, I, I feel like this was one of those years that is like the grinding before the massive changes really start to happen. Yeah. I mean, I feel like something big is happening. You know, people keep saying that, like, if them, you know, that there's no way that Trump is going to get impeached. They have like all this analysis of like what it takes for somebody to get impeached or pushed out or whatever. But I don't know. Like I'm feeling good about like the tide change that we're seeing in our government. I'm feeling good about the more people are speaking up against him. Even like um, people that supported Trump, visible people that supported Trump in the beginning are criticizing him on social media. Matt Drudge of the Drudge Report had a few things to say about Trump. Um, a few other people too, like clearly do not approve of what he's doing. All right, so let's no. talk about some weird supporters of Trump, like Kanye West. How did that happen? <laughs> and you know what? I heard, I heard that uh, Kim like had oh, been- Oh, she's on- mad. About that, yeah, yes. has, and that he has retracted some of the stuff that he said. <laughs> He's like, not wearing his "Let's Make America Great Again" hat anymore. <laughs> to me, it makes me feel like he has to be mentally ill or something. I mean, it just 
crazy. They, they just don't fit each other well. Although I will say like um, Trump has a way of really, really getting in tight with these types of like celebrities. Like, I, I don't know, maybe it's a hangover from his days on celebrity. Um, oh, yes. I just he- want him to go back to being like just like a random celebrity in New York City. I remember one time I was walking down the street and I saw him through the window of a restaurant. This was years ago. This was like before Celebrity Apprentice. And I remember being like, oh my God, that's Donald Trump. But yeah. I feel like that happened to me today, I would probably throw up. <laughs> I just, you know, it's just like crazy. You know, he needs to just go back to what he was before. You need to stop watching the news, Nancy. That's going to be my gift to you for the remainder of 2018 is to say, stop watching the news. Because I will tell you, when I stopped watching the news and stopped paying attention to a lot of this stuff and even stopped listening to some of the podcasts that I was listening, I just had to. I had to have a break. I had to have a break. And I've been a much happier person since then. I don't, um, you know, I'll obviously get back into, into my role as an activist and advocate um but i needed a break i needed a recharge and a refresh and it's it feels good and my older sister did the same thing but i i do want to start the year off right with the women's march in dc in january and i'm planning on attending that this year which i think i went i mean i went to i went last year Uh thousand um wait yeah, 2017. I wanted to make sure it wasn't this year because so much stuff has happened. But I went to the first one and it was quite an experience. Um, yeah. If this one is going to be as big, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly how crazy it was. I, you know, I like to track my steps, uh-huh. and I was like, I'm going to go to this march. I'm going to get so many steps today, so many steps because we're going to be marching all over DC. <laughs> I got like no steps. Because you all just stand in a bed. I was just standing there, you know, I was so crowded. I was like, oh my God, I didn't get any steps today. I, yeah, I think it's going to be a big one this year with uh, what just happened with Kavanaugh. And, um, you know, I, th- I think it's going to be a pretty big event uh, oh, in January 2019. Speaking of the Women's March, I don't know if you saw on my Instagram, but I actually went to go hear Linda Sarsour speak. Uh-uh. She's one of the organizers of the Women's March. Um, and, you know, she's controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, some of her views are controversial. But, you know, it was just one of those things where I felt like I had this opportunity to actually hear her speak. Because at the Women's March, I was, like, so far back. <laughs> I like the Jumbotron. Right. You know, like, I couldn't. Like, she spoke at the Women's March, but, like, I didn't even know when she was on the stage because right. they're so far back, you can't see anything. So she was um, speaking at a local mosque here, and I went with a friend of mine just to um, just to see her for myself and hear her for myself because if you Google her on social media, people either love her or they uh. hate her. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, in between. Um, so I think that if you go and she speaks to see her, you're in for a treat. I mean, no matter how you feel about her her views, she is a great speaker. Oh, that's awesome. She's really, you know, you feel almost, like, inspired, you know, when you um, hear her speak. And I'm so glad that I went, even though um, there's some 
controversial thing there with her and like Jewish people and stuff, but we won't get into that today. <laughs> but yeah. well, yeah. All kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, Who are you gonna go to the march with? Um, I'm going actually with uh, one, some of my best friends from high school and um and possibly some of my newer friends that I have uh that I have met up with. I would really love it if like um Julie Neal from Mother's Quest or Jody Smith from Princess Monroe and Courageous Girls. If some of those girls were would make it, that'd be awesome. But definitely with some friends from high school and then we'll see who else I can um who I can meet up with while I'm there. Hey, if any of our listeners are going to be there, make sure you reach out to me because I would love to try and find you. Yeah, and have a little Lucy Cape get together. That's right. I wish um, I was still on the East Coast. I would come and meet you. I know. Such a bummer. Such yeah. a bummer. Yeah, this so, California ruined my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a- that's, well, that's a big statement. <laughs> California ruined my life. It should be the name of your memoir. <laughs> fill in the blank. That's right. Ruined uh, my life. So needless to say, it's been a very big year. I think we could have talked for hours about all the stuff that has happened. Hours and hours and hours. Um, obviously, it was 365 full days. Oh, Tiger Woods made a big comeback this year, too. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my um, gosh. But, Alexa, I'm wondering, what is your biggest hope for 2019? You know what? So, it's it's like, obviously, I want to keep the stamina alive to continue to, like, to make changes and improvements for, we have so much stuff to do for women's equality um, and do doing things to, to pave the way so that our girls don't have to have a 2017 and 2018, like these last two have been, yeah. um, you know, that, so my hope is that we continue to work together as women and even as men, um, you know, who, to, to support the women's movement um, across race, across all this other stuff, um, and that I can just keep energized enough to stay on focus. <laughs> That's my personal hope. My big hope is that we continue to see really, really big gains. And my personal hope is that I can keep energized to stay in it. What about you? Um, I think that the biggest takeaway that I had from 2018 that I'm bringing into 2019 is that I have a lot of work to do mm-hmm. when I come to exploring my privilege. And so in 2019, I'm hoping to um, really just move past all my anxiety and fears to really look at what it means to have privilege and how I'm using my privilege. I'm actually um, I'm actually working through a workbook called um, Me and White Supremacy. Mm. And it's, um, it's challenging and I really um, I think it would be a good way to start 2019 really thinking about I'm working on myself and by working on myself I'm also working on the changes that I want to make and right. 
that's the first step, I, you know. And so that's my hope for 2019 is that I, in the process of growing as a person, I'm also helping to better our society. I love that. That's, that's really, that's way better than what I said. <laughs> you know, I, I think, think it's really good. Things, you know, that like what you're trying to stay driven and focused and we know that the work is going to be hard and that, you know, and I'm, and I think that we both hope for lose the cape in 2019 is that we continue to bring these voices. Absolutely. And to really just kind of just widen the conversation. I agree 100%. Um, yeah. Awesome. That's a- I mean, I'm like so, um, so appreciative to you bringing me on board the Lucy King podcast. I mean, it has been like so fun and amazing for me to do this with you. And I'm like really excited about what we have coming down the pipe. Well, thank you. That's really sweet. I'm glad you came on board because it's always fun. Like, I think there are a lot of women who do enjoy talking about the big picture things, who do enjoy talking about um, politics and, and, and those types of things and how we move ahead, how we do, how we get active on the topics and those types of things. But I think for so long, it's been something that we've all been kind of we've all pushed to the side or not really allowed to bubble up because we've been told it's not like, not what people want to talk about. Not at least in my, in my circles, I know you've said you don't have this experience in yours, but in my circles for a long time, it was not something that people talked about. And in in large parts of my circle, it still isn't, or if it is talked about, it's talked about with anger and with a lot of judgment and with a lot of yelling. And it's like, I'm really excited about the opportunity to have these types of discussions where we can laugh, even if we don't always agree, where we can bring forward other people that just make us think about something from a different perspective. I mean, our goal is not, we joke about Trump all the time and that's just because neither of us care for him, but I always want people to feel like they can come and be part of the discussion and um, and as long as we're all respectful of each other and, you know, I, I like to hear others' perspectives. In fact, I'm challenging somebody who's a diehard Trump woman. I would love you to email us at info at losethecape.com because I would love to have an open conversation about it because I just want to hear, I want to hear why, you know? Yeah, it's me too. I mean, it's just very very hard sometimes to look at things from someone else's perspective mm-hmm. when you don't have like that background when you don't have that experience I mean for you you're a person that has been on both sides yeah literally <laughs> and I that, you know that makes you better equipped to really understand why somebody might support Trump yeah but for me, it's just like I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. I just, I don't understand. Yeah. I hope for somebody that, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know. Right, <laughs> right. But I think that's the whole purpose of this podcast is to bring, we may not change anybody's mind, but if we change your heart, even the tiniest bit, I feel like we've won. Because for me, like, Uh, all of the biggest changes that I have made 
from a political standpoint, from a view, from a like uh, everything, the important decisions that I have made, the important, like how I feel on any type of topic, like they've come from really heartfelt conversations with people who were different than me. I mean, you know, and, and saying before, like when you have that human to human contact, mm -hmm. I mean, that's part of the reason why I wanted to go here, Linda. So I always speak for yeah. myself because I need to like cut through all the BS that's on social media and like hear her for myself and meet her for myself. And, you know, I mean, she's a very nice woman. I don't agree with some of the things that she said to some of the things that she does. Yeah. But, you know, I shook her hand and I like understand where she's coming from. Yeah, you know, exactly. Background. I don't have to agree with that, but. Exactly. So that's my hope. That's my hope right there for 2019 that we can continue to expose people to something different or even something that they're already familiar with, but just opening their eyes, opening up our ability to realize that, you know, we're more different. I mean, more the same than different. We are more the same than different and how we can like um, make the world better together, even if we don't always agree on. Yeah, we all want the same things. I think we all want to live in peace yeah and we all want to live in a society where people are like kind to each other and that you can live your life without somebody you know judging you all the time right exactly right. and on that note we are going to wrap this one up and say uh we are going to take a couple weeks break from the podcast so that we can spend time over the holidays uh, and into the new year with our families and friends. And we will be back with some incredible guests and lots of good stuff coming up in 2019. Docket coming up in January. It'll be good. You guys, I looked at our schedule and we're already fully booked of guests all the way till March. It's <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> awesome. <laughs> so, all right, everyone. Have a fantastic, very, very, very happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. That's already over. But happy <laughs> Hanukkah anyway. Happy Kwanzaa. I'm not even sure when that is, but Kwanzaa's around here sometime. You know. Happy New Year. Happy, happy, just happy everything. Yep. See you in 2019. Woo -hoo.